It's not getting it, getting it. Uh, the Good Times of Good People Company would like to present to you the Law Party Podcast, where it's all about good times, good people, good talk. I'm your host, Rio. As always, we've got our panel here of distinguished gentlemen. <coughs> Excuse me. I, oof, I don't know what just happened. Uh, distinguished must have came out wrong. Uh, so, Dave <laughs> Tiemann, of course, he's, uh, he's one of our returning champions. Uh, you know, he is... Uh, he is uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Uh, we have uh, Chris O'Connor. He is uh, one of the co-owners of Liquid Nine. They do uh, various things in the multimedia space. Um, actually, I want to get into that on a later podcast uh, with a real in-depth interview. New to the panel, Gary Granger. He uh, works for VML. He also uh, has a new company called New Species. They do investments in the entertainment space, and I think they've got some reality TV stuff coming up soon. So, so first of all, say hello, Gary. Hello. Got uh, Jesse Pringle, who uh, is the writer and producer of Kill 'Em All KC, and soon, uh, Kill 'Em All LA. And I think Kill 'Em All KC is in season four. Is that right, Jess? Uh, pre-production for season three. Pre-production for season three. All right. Um, web series, awesomely written, awesomely acted. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, out there in podcast land, go on the internet. Uh, and I do say that uh, being funny. Don't think I actually talk like that. The interweb. <laughs> the interweb. <laughs> And check out Kill 'Em All KC. And as always, the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. Say hello, anonymous female. Hello. All right, so, <laughs> lot to pack in. Before I get started, I uh, want to thank uh, the Majestic Restaurants Pentergast Club for letting us uh, record up here. Um, uh, as you may have known if you've listened to some previous podcast, uh, we all belong to uh, a uh, pretty awesome cigar club that is in the Pentergast Club, and uh, so just about, I won't say everybody, but just about everybody who's going to be on the panel is probably either a member or uh, is close to a member um, of the Pentergast Club, so um, we get to come and be in our own comfortable surroundings and have these conversations with you. So, before we get started with any topics, let me get to our first order of business, and that is, so, what are we all drinking? And I will start with, uh, new to the panel, Gary. Well, um, I, I feel like you can't really go wrong with an old-fashioned made with Riga whiskey. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> delicious. Uh, it sounds delicious. I see lots of orange in that it's glass. Like Absolutely. Like half of orange. Absolutely. I mean, they, I, I swear they, they pounded about <laughs> three quarters of an orange in this thing. It, it, it's absolutely <laughs> delicious, but um, it, you, you, just can't, you, you just can't go wrong with a, a good bartender um, and rig of whiskey. So. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, Dave? I'm drinking uh, my uh, rigger vodka with a little shot of water and, of course, my standard lemon squeeze. All right. Sounds refreshing. Uh, Jesse? Uh, Jameson Neat for me. Uh, 
and a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> a touch of the Irish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Chris? I'm disgusted by both of those things. Rager <laughs> <laughs> whiskey is clearly the drink of the evening, and I always have a Pendergast made with Rager whiskey. Okay. Uh, a and Mitchell. The anonymous female uh, is <clears throat> drinking agua. <laughs> it's light and refreshing. I, it is, see, light and refreshing. And I, myself, I am drinking some of uh, Kentucky's finest. I am drinking uh, Four Roses uh, and Splash Tonic or Ice Light Refreshing on a day like today where it's uh, a little a little coolness in the air, but uh, actually really nice outside. So, now that we are past the what are we drinking, uh, what are we all smoking? And I think I'm going to go the other direction and ask Chris. Always an Oliva Series G, generally speaking. My favorite cigar, good go-to. Love it. Always good. So, Jesse? So, Chris, let me... Steel. He lended me <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Oliva uh, Series G cigar, and uh, it's actually, I'm not completely, a, a, I would say, a, a cigar aficionado. But uh, it's pretty good. It's 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 medium flavor. Smokes easy. Doesn't put you on the floor. So for you know, aficionado. When you make a show called Kill 'Em All, when you make a show called Kill 'Em All, and you ask for a cigar, you just give it away. I'm smoking a Stogie. I'm having a Stogie. Hey, Stogie. No. This is Dave, and I'm having a Oliva also, a Series V, which is the sun-grown ones, and they they burn slow, but never go out. Great ash, and mild, and an easy draw. And we're skipping Gary as he's giving me the hand, saying pass me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a, again, I'm not a, a, a cigar Aficionado is, is what you call it. Hey, I don't know if that's the right word. I love it. Aficionado. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. It sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded awesome. Down under, we call them aficionados. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big uh, a cigar guy, but um, I, I love the smell. I love the aroma of of, uh, of all of them that are coming off tonight. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, your host, I'm having a uh, Patron uh, Damaso. This Ooh. is... Uh, I will want to try something different because normally I'd either be having uh, an Oliva with everybody else or uh, Arturo Fuente, but um, I am actually really happy with this choice this evening. So, Patron Damaso for me. This week in pop culture, there was a few things that uh, happened, so I want to get the heavy stuff out of the way first. Uh, I, of course, am a massive hip-hop fan, and... Uh, as I've uh, not held back from the podcast listeners. And uh, one of my favorite rap groups of all time, Tribe Called Quest, one of the members of Tribe Called Quest passed away um, this week at the early age of 45 from, uh, from diabetes uh, related. Rest in peace to Fife Dog God, from Tribe Called Quest. That's yeah. really young. Yeah. 45? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's, he's been sick in some way or another for years. Really since uh, since the group 
you know, was in its heyday. He was, you know, having to, to deal with it. But I think once they stopped their kind of major run, because the group disbanded, uh, I think it was after 10 years, I think it was, they disbanded. And uh, Excuse my ignorance, but what group was he part of? Uh, a Tribe Called Quest. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and what records did they have? So that charted. Oh, oh well, you've man. got uh, <laughs> Benita Applebaum okay. probably being probably being just just the biggest <laughs> on just name recognition, but big Benita Applebaum. I'm not being mean. I'm just no, no, no. You know I mean, if you're not, you're, yeah, no. Benita Applebaum. Can I kick it? Everyday people. Uh, Is that, uh, that scenario? Uh, I'm gonna play it real quick. Scenario. Everyday people. Is that them? Uh, no. What was that? That was. So low. Yeah, speaker sucks. Okay. There you go. I never. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My speaker does not suck. <laughs> Do you know it? Yeah, 92, 93. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll round up in that. That uh, early Time to line. mid. Yeah, early oh, mid 90s. Did they make through the 90s? I yeah. I said they ran most of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, to tell you the truth, sonically, probably one of the most even though they don't have the kind of name recognition recognition as well outside of the hip-hop world in the hip-hop world they're godly you know but outside of the hip-hop world um their sonic influence the people who have been sonically influenced by them are the names that you would know more easily. You, you'd know, you know, Kanye West or Pharrell Williams or, you know, some of the bigger names that were directly sonically influenced by what? Tri- I would West. say that when they were, when the trend was to underproduce yeah. and focus on beats and minimalistic instrumentation, they went over the top. Yeah, and it was more of a a lot of production and a lot of sound, and it, it was really cool. Now, would yeah. that be considered a New York style at the time? Uh, definitely, that was definitely East Coast style. That was definitely an East Coast uh, hip hop sound. Uh, just a funny aside on that was their second album. Uh, it's called called Low End Theory, and uh, Dr. Dre said that he heard the low end theory and was just so blown away his his only goal at the time was to make something better than that mm-hmm. <laughs> which gave never us did. which gave us the chronic never did oh, yeah which act, which, which probably was not a better album but just just to think of what we kind of think of as Dr. Dre and what he probably meant to hip hop and just as a producer and and culturally, what is kind of meant um, beyond the music itself, that, you know, that's why I say I think some of the people who were directly influenced by their sound even were bigger names than they were. But sure. Well, but they were a lifestyle brand as well, though, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you were into... Just outside of the music. You were certainly a certain type of hip-hop fan. If you were into Tribe Called Quest, I mean, you were into Tribe Called Quest, you were probably into De La Soul, you were probably into this kind of, this kind of, kind of, kind of uber positive, non-gangster, jazz-based hip-hop sound. Yeah, when all that came out. Yeah, yeah, so. That was a bad time. 
Yeah. If you want to make a rock comparison, you would make the comparison of Paul McCartney hearing Pet Sounds from the Beach Boys in 1966. <laughs> yeah. And seeing Sgt. Pepper's in 67 will be a better album. You know, that was the entire yeah. goal of that album. Yeah. It, so if you, if you want a rock comparison, that would be it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, actually. I mean, which I guess from uh, talking about talking about Fife and kind of the legacy of Tribe, you know, it kind of leads me back to Fife himself and uh, and the fact that, you know, he passed away from diabetes related uh, at 45. And, you know, has anybody known anybody, you know, with uh, diabetes and you know, any condition like that? Sure. Oh, sure. But generally, I mean, honestly, and it's a weird thing. Outside of outside of the African American community, it gets to be an older disease. Yeah. Which is very strange. It disproportionately affects African Americans at a at a much much younger, younger age. Well, I <clears throat> which I don't think anybody's ever cracked the code on it. I always thought, when speaking of diabetes, it was caused per consumption of either too much sugar or not enough. Am I wrong it's in that? It's a portion of it, but it's also genetic. And if you, yeah. if somebody in your yeah. family had diabetes, it you're predisposed yeah. to get diabetes. Mm -hmm. It depends yeah. on if it's Well, my mother had two. it, and yeah. my brother has it, but nobody else has it in the family. So. Yeah, mm. I mean, because you can definitely get it through, through diet, but most of the time, half the time, I would say, it's really something genetic. And, uh, and so you're going to, you can't, you just can't regulate the insulin you know, the way the body should. And, sure. But, uh, so yeah, so out there in podcast land, um, as we kind of pivot off of uh, Fife and, and, and his legacy with the group, take care of yourselves, you know. I mean, we, uh, as we're sitting here uh, <laughs> smoking cigars yeah. and having drinks, yeah. talking to you. Nobody wants to lose a foot. Uh, nobody. Right. Or die. Fair yeah, nobody, <laughs> wants, nobody wants to die early. Nobody wants to lose a foot or a leg, you know. Take care of yourself. Do those regular, do those regular doctor visits. You know, what's uh, even more than it's work out. Either yeah. have a healthy diet. I mean, it's, all, it's all the other things mm -hmm. that come into play. Exactly. I mean, if you look at the people who die of diabetes, generally speaking, uh, being overweight is a massive symptom. Um, having a poor diet is a massive symptom. So, and then again, you have a genetic factor that plays into that as well. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, for it's me, tough. it's it's uh, you know everything in moderation. You know, whether it's uh, whether it's drugs, whether it's fast food, whether it's drinks, no matter what it is, just everything in moderation is, is really the key to having a, a, a great life and keeping yourself happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you, that has you, never you, been a theory I've ascribed to. You tried to purposely ruin your life, Next Chris. Let, let me write that down. In case you didn't recognize that voice, that was Chris. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah. It was, this was a, this was a weird week. We, we were having a lot of uh, RIPs this week. More than uh, more than no. It just seemed like there was more than normal. Um, I saw that uh, that uh, comedian and actor uh, Gary, Gary Shandling. Shandling. Yeah, yeah, Gary Shandling passed. Um, and he was week. young too. He's fifty four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read yeah. that they're uh, going to do an investigation on his death. Yeah, which which I was yeah. hoping to know His what what happened. His doctor wouldn't sign off on the uh, no, death certificate. Death certificate. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
Well, so they're opening a the that's corner Michael Jackson opening. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping to to know something, but then we heard that, and I was like, whoa! Now we already know. Yeah, that doctor is going to spend a little time in jail. Yeah, yeah. I know so. he had a, I know he had a show, Gary Shanley, mm-hmm. and they always connected him with Larry David. Yeah, he was a writer. Yeah, correct. yeah right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was an HBO show, so it was right. a, it was a kind of a mock comedy of well, a late he, night talk show. Well, he had his own. Well, it was a Gary talk show, show, but it was another show too. It was the Larry, Larry, Larry Sanders show. The Larry Sanders show, oh, which is what yeah. he's most famous for. Right. Yeah. Gary Shanley show was good. He was a late night comedian yeah. and made all the rounds. Yeah. That, so. And for those of you podcasters uh, who are younger. If you weren't around for the Gary uh, Shannon show or the Larry Sanders show, uh, if you saw any of the uh, Iron Man movies, there was a senator who just hated Tony Stark's guts. And that's who played that senator in those movies. Even more famous than that, if you're at all a Howard Stern fan, uh, every time he goes, hey now, that Mm. was directly from the Larry Sanders show. That was where they got the cue from. I do. I do remember Which that catchphrase. Showing my age, I do remember that. Uh, that's not <laughs> hey, well, here I'll show you my age. age. I listen to him every day. I remember when he was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson almost <laughs> once a month. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to guest host for Johnny Carson all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. So, yeah, guys, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's okay. That's right. That's, that's right. You chime we, in when you know. When we didn't you expect know. anybody from Australia to know. Oh. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry, can I, can I swear on that? Uh, you you can you we'll say you, you can and remember that was the Australian who just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a whole history there, guys. You, you, know, what, you, you don't want to know. It's a long story. Yeah. Yes. Oh no. You should explain. You should explain why he did. it's funny. And yeah. why is there such a rivalry? I'm not from New Zealand. I'm from Australia. <laughs> well, neither is Gary. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't know, would like know the war. I mean, I, I wouldn't know the Australian and uh, uh, the uh, New, Zealand. New Zealand conflict. But I, I think everything, at least in my humble opinion, which uh, is is not very much. I think the uh, South African, which is <laughs> where South I'm yeah. from, from. Uh, and the uh, Australian conflict really Even comes worse. down to sports. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it all comes down to rugby and cricket and, and everything like that. It's it's, uh, it's very similar to uh, me wearing a Broncos hat right now in Kansas City where the Chiefs are. Okay. So, yeah. um, oh, never mind. South are you are you a big uh, rugby fan? Uh, yes, absolutely. Anytime I can watch rugby, I will absolutely be there. Have you played rugby forever? I did. Yeah. I love I, rugby. Rugby's a Rugby makes professional football look like a girls' sport. No, oh, no, no pun intended there, anonymous female. So, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I think the two sports are completely and utterly different. I think the two, the, the two, the two sports really, uh, you know, they hit in different ways. Rugby, totally different. Rugby really taught how to take a tackle and how to make a tackle, whereas I think American <clears throat> football, uh, you're just going out there to try and stop the guy, no matter what the point is. So um, that, that's kind of the juxtaposition between the two. Every time I was yeah. asked to join the rugby team here in Kansas City, the guy that was always recruiting me, the first time he had one tooth missing, the second time he had <laughs> one tooth missing and a broken arm, and the third time he recruited me, he had a broken arm, a broken leg, and still one tooth missing. <laughs> and yet you would still see him out there. Oh, he was the out there going, yeah. oh, what are you limping around for? Like a scrum is There's some... And you know what's really surprising is, is the rugby community I mean in, in, in the States. Uh, Kansas City's actually got a pretty good uh, rugby team called Kansas City Blues. 
Um, but specifically out in Colorado, where I live at the moment, the, there is a massive rugby following. Um, USA Rugby is actually headquartered in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and each of the small little towns have their own little things. That's because so you have to be so high to play rugby. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine withstanding that. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Sorry, guys. We're getting off topic. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. We're reeling it back in, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're reeling it back in. All right, so uh, I want to get through. So we've talked about Five Dogs, we've talked about Gary Shanley. Sad, but uh, but yeah. I know. But funny. But I know it's going to get some laughs. Yeah. The former mayor of Toronto, Rob <laughs> yeah. Ford. What? He passed away from cancer at 46. Talk about yeah. being high all the, the time. time. Now, <laughs> now, this is the now, this, now, this is what's funny. That's F- not funny. Five Dog was 45, and Rob. even though he was sick, he didn't look 45. <laughs> I, I saw Rob Ford was 46, and I was like, damn, you had a hard life. <laughs> now, this is, the, this is the big guy we saw yeah. in all this of yeah, the yeah. Crack yeah. Yeah. Always yeah, too much to say. He died? He passed away from can- trouble with cancer. Well, sh- you can only put so much crack in your body, and everything will grab you. If you're willing to be and a plus mayor, he was about you know, what 900 pounds. Oh well, yeah, he's he's a big man. Hey, hey, rest in peace to the guy. But damn. But if you're a mayor, you're, you're telling boy. everybody you're doing crack. Like yeah. you are a mayor and a half. Like yeah. you are running a what? city. Who are you with last night? Hookers. Oh, okay. That was yeah. an accident. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, at least he was straight up and straight to the point, right? He was. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, hey, they loved him in Toronto, by the way. Yeah, actually, yeah. They reelected him. They actually did like him in they, Toronto. They loved him. And I went... He did a great job for the city, honestly. It's kind of refreshing to have somebody that's just going to tell you the truth and tell you the way that it is rather than, yeah. you know, smoke and mirrors everywhere. I mean, look, sure. they reelected the uh, the D.C. mayor who who did crack. So, hey, apparently crack is not a deal breaker. Marion Barry. That was never Mary and Barry. <laughs> Crack's not whack? Uh, well, apparently it's not that whack if you're in elected office. <laughs> crack is not Yes, Marion Barry. Just run the city. So you gotta do. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. They've all done it. You I kind of do later. care what they do on the side. <laughs> but when you find out about it later, are you disappointed? Even if the city ran awesome when they were in there? A little bit. We've had a horrible presence who've done a great job. But personally, what your personal morals really shouldn't have anything to do with if you are running the city properly, yes. Yeah, then it awesome. shouldn't matter. But... It'd be hard to be on crack and run a city effectively. <laughs> the problem with that is, then you get so you've then done crack once you know that, that it would be hard. It would just. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, uh, without admitting anything, that would be a very tough thing to do. I think yeah. the problem is, once you know somebody has done something like that, you question every decision they made, whether right or wrong. You just you're going to. It's a legit point. Yeah. Except okay. if you live in Toronto. Uh, yeah, that day they reelected him. I'm so. like, keep it up there. I don't that's care. Just, that's just part of national health care up there. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our monthly dose. Right, which is <laughs> sorry if this is getting too deep. Uh, you can edit this out if you no, want to, no. but it's it's uh, quite ironic that uh, everyone's saying, "Hey, I'm moving to to uh, Canada," when quite frankly they've got pretty much the worst healthcare. Healthcare. Well, we. On a, on a much larger scale of what you know we want to put into place or some Absolutely. people want to put into place. I always yeah, find all the Canadians, why do all the Canadians come down here for their health care? Right. Because they can't get good health care in Canada, that's why. Right. And, and you know, I, I, both have got their pros and their cons, but um, no. 
you know, basically, I, I don't want the healthcare system to come <coughs> to become like the DMV. I mean, that just yeah. sounds like an absolute nightmare to me, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine sitting in the hospital and it being like the DMV? I can tell you, used to be in Detroit all the time. And go to well, Canada it's ten times get, worse get now that they've privatized it. I mean, private private you know, people own the, the DMV. You should go to Mexico for the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. Oh, did I? Did anybody else see that we're now down to a field of three? On the on the Republican side, anyway. It's sad. It's yeah, sad. I'm about to say, yeah, say Rubio is uh, suspended. Is suspended. Not out. He is suspended. suspended. Not out. I think which I've always thought was funny. The the the, the I, I'm suspending my campaign. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's waiting for right. the convention because nobody will have a, a super majority. Yeah. And so then you step I think back he in. did it so he could run for governor. I think he did it so he'll either be vice president or you can come back in at that convention and broker a deal. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised of either, actually. That's a good point. So you, you can just step on the sidelines and be like, "I'll wait." You can yeah, because then you because then you get to hold on to all the money. You get to hold on well, to every, everything right. you gained during your campaign and your delegates. Yeah, you get to hold on to all of it until you've until either the election has passed. Oh, yeah, he's brokering or a deal. Well, you've decided to actually. It's a, convention, it's a convention issue. So if you don't hit, what is it, 1,273 like superdelegates, because mm-hmm. superdelegates have to vote for you no matter what. But the other delegates do not. All right. So, so, so for superdelegates, sorry sorry to interrupt, but I don't, what is this whole concept of superdelegates? Where, where super. do they come from? So, okay. <laughs> what happens is you... you uh, you go through the primaries in, in what, different states. One, different one, one second, let me jump in here real quick. Uh, podcasters, uh, before don't 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 pause, don't fast forward. You're about to get a civics lesson. <laughs> this is going to be good. I will tell you because yeah. the last time that I remember this happening was on the Republican side when Teddy Roosevelt ran for office as a uh, he was actually running as a Republican against William Hammond Taft in. 1912, right. and he actually won far more delegates than Taft did, but not super delegates. So they denied him the uh, the nomination because they did not want him. So he started a third party and was the most successful third party candidate of all time. I wonder the why they're, I wonder why they're talking about super delegates in the Republican Party because. Everything I'm reading says right? Democratic yeah. National Convention. Everything says yeah. they're Democratic. Yeah, I think the superdelegates are only on the Democratic side. on the Republican side. side, you have to hit 1,273. If you don't hit that number, you do not get an automatic nomination. Right? Total but so what happens is the superdelegate is pledged to you to vote on the first round. After that, once you hit the second round, they can vote for anybody they want. Mm. Oh, yeah. And most people do not, on the Republican side, in the establishment, do not want Trump. So if he does not hit... 1,273 delegates on the first round. It'd be a broken it shit up for grabs. It is. It's a very broken convention. This is how Harry Truman became vice yeah. president. Did this I did I miss from the Pendergast Club? Did I miss the answer to who is a superdelegate? Superdelegates are nominated by the state. Correct. And when you win the state, they are pledged to you. But then you also have other just regular. But then you have regular delegates. You can vote for whoever they want, which they get split up however they want to. The primary. Okay. It's it's screwed up. I think you should. Awesome. I think system. you should Google it. So it's just a minute state by state. So each state can make up their own rules. Well, and Harry Truman got into office for all kinds of reasons. They're getting ready to understand. do. <laughs> yeah, Tom Pender. Yeah, we're here. Thus endeth Kevin the, the civics lesson. Kevin Spacey is going to do. Uh, right but 
the reason we're yeah, sitting in the Pendergast Club <laughs> has everything to do with, with why Harry Truman got the, to the exactly. vice president in the first place. So, okay, real quick, I, I don't want to linger on it too much. But uh, one thousand two hundred thirty-seven, not one thousand two hundred seventy-three. I just had a revert. <laughs> so, like I said, I don't want to stay on this topic long, but uh, I do want to touch on I do want to t- touch on Brussels. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to all those who uh, fell in the Brussels attack. Briefly, throw it out there, and I'm putting my finger up sternly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anybody have anything they want to say or add about Brussels or about just these these constant uh, terrorist attacks and threats. I, I just can't believe that we live in a world where this is a uh, constant threat, and, and maybe this is getting a little bit too deep. But um, you know, I, I feel like uh, countries that that, or at least in the U.S. and uh, Europe, should really have a, a great defense system and. Um, I, I, I just feel like some of them are failing in, in certain places and I just I, my, my heart really goes out to the people for it yeah. and um, uh, but yeah, I agree. you know I, I just wish that that we had a better sense of actually what is going on <clears throat> I do wonder how well they share intelligence with each other I don't know because you wouldn't necessarily want to give away all of your intelligence you know operations and things no, like but that but you think allies would do that right yeah, to a certain degree, because you're not always allies, and so what happens if they know you have a system and you're not allies anymore? But for example, if you do know actionable intelligence, and but think, here's here'd be the flip side of that. Think of how much intelligence there is in the world right now. You know, people bash the Patriot Act, which I'm completely fine with, because I think it's an overreach. But there are millions and millions of phone calls placed every day. Absolutely. What, what's credible and what's not? What's credible and what's not? Right. What's well, actionable and what's not? But who's deciding that? Human beings. Yeah. That are completely fallible. Well, I, I, I tell mean, you what, there's, I, I there's really prefer yeah, that. So no, but somebody still says, yeah, we're going to tell somebody about this, or no, don't worry about it. Well, I'm I mean, sorry, but I, I, I mean, I would really prefer to have human instinct and human gut behind everything than a computer making complete rational I, decisions. And I don't disagree so. with that. I'm just saying that's why these things still happen. I, well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But think about the Paris one, and Paris bombings aren't that different. No, no. Like, how much actionable intelligence did they have prior to that? I have no idea, mm-hmm. and we will never, ever, ever know. I mean, we'll never get to the bottom of that. What What really like irks me is how much of the stuff actually happens in the states, and we don't actually know about it. Awesome. Yeah. And how much will we never know about it? I mean, it's well, awesome. you only know about the ones well, that actually last... happen. You don't. You never really. Right. Well, last year not, on July not the fourth, supposedly there was supposed to be. They they supposedly found out a about a great big conspiracy. There was going to be multiple bombings in the United States and they, mm-hmm. they stopped it. Mm-hmm. Well, so you stopped it on years, on um, the millennium at the yeah. border. And we don't know. Mm-hmm. See, the problem yeah. is we don't know. Yeah, and, and, and they're not, not, sure not going to say. I mean, because I think then that's there's kind of the fear factor. That's one of there the... There is, and, and two, you know, I, I'm all for knowing what's going on, but at some point, I don't need to know every single right. decision that's made. That's not my job. I shouldn't be kept up at night thinking about that. But the media glamorize, you know, it's terrible about the attacks and the bombings and all the people that died and their families had to grieve for them. But 
the media has they got do. to hold some type of, or someone has to hold the media for some type of responsibility right. for keeping fear in the world. But isn't the media's obligation to hold the government responsible? Well, you know, this is my problem with that in particular, is, um, uh, which, which is a, which, now, nah, which, Trust me, is a rabbit hole discussion that we can go in on a on a podcast. We can dedicate a podcast to it. Uh, but but um, I think the real issue with media and, and and how they handle stories is there was a point in time, uh, and 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 after I say this, I need to pivot to the next thing because it's actually related. There was a point in time that there was no money in news. And now that because news was a lost leader for all of the networks until cable networks, cable news networks came about that were profit driven. And now all of the news is profit driven. So if, yeah. you know, I, I, I would say that most most news divisions are lost leaders. Yeah, they're, they're horrible. MSNBC doesn't make any money. They, yeah. they make nothing. Fox makes probably a little bit well, of money. Yeah. That, that's why they're run by CNN. Yeah, that's where you're run by a conglomerate. So yeah. CNN is owned by Time Warner. So well, and, yeah. I, okay. and I commented on this because why this story and not the thousands of other bombings and but this goes terrible back to things right, that like, are happening in the world. Didn't Bangladesh just have a massive bombing or well, something like that? Well, that's what I was going to say. We care about France and Brussels and the United States, but what about all the stuff that happens in these, you know, in Third Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, India, Africa? Africa every day? You don't I think hear you about care it. about what threatens your national security and your national interests, and this is this is what gets reported. Well, these, and I don't these necessarily places agree are that what, that's a bad thing. Yeah, you know, I don't right. know that I need like to hear a, about every a, fractional bombing. You know, in a third world country that doesn't affect us. Absolutely, but, but that's I mean, where I, these I think, people are bred. That's where they're yeah, well, raised. Yeah, I think, that's where the, they I learn. think the, oh, I to a certain degree, we know that you know, for example, uh, Bin Laden came from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be an American ally. That makes it a news story. That's an interesting kind of a thing. And and you know what I found the most interesting is that you know we concentrate on these small bombings where twenty four people get po- get killed and God bless their souls. But you know then there's these mass genocides where you have. Thousands of people killed and nobody knows Daily. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, but it's just the unfortunate thing of what takes priority and what doesn't. And but you can make the exact well, same argument about World War Two, where we said in the Iraq War uh, between what four and five thousand soldiers were killed in, in the Gulf War, the second Gulf War. There were that many people killed in D-Day Saddam's alone. Gap gold. It, mm-hmm. That was D-Day alone. Well, so, you have to you know, look at like, the way media has changed, though. We didn't have. I mean. It was all right. paper. Somebody everything had to be there, was, come back across, write it up. Now it's immediate. To, yeah, yeah, it's 24-hour news. Yeah. Yeah. But that also makes you wonder what's true and what's not. I mean, how many stories have we heard that would com- turn out to be completely I mean, false? Yeah, just the yeah whole people jump the gun. Right. Ask Dan Absolutely. Rather how it's going for him. <laughs> you know, no, yeah. well, right. and, and bias is really a, a massive thing that, you know, you just almost have to accept when you come to the States. But, I, but that's, this is how news should be. There is no objective journalism, but you it is not objective by the fact that you do print some stories and you don't. The way that you write the story is based on your personal bias or it's not. 
You know, there's no such thing as an objective fact. You can say or your editor's you can bias. Say so. Right, exactly. And that's another thing, is that it's not only your own personal bias, but it's your editor's bias and his boss's bias. And, and then the conglomerate. The, and yeah, the conglomerate. Yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want to say anything that's going to... Or whoever paid money to keep it out of the yeah. news. I don't, I don't think... Oh, speaking, of, speaking of which, let me, jump, let me jump in right here. Just found out that uh, the FBI cracked the, cracked the phone and they dropped the case on Apple. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we 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 don't know where that rabbit hole was gonna go because the FBI has cracked the phone. So that's will, gonna last about two days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will say I, I really do applaud Apple for that because they they really did stand by their user agreements and they they basically mm-hmm. said we won't share anything no matter what the fuck it is. Out loud. Yeah. I'm well, out loud exactly. Mm-hmm. Not not publicly. But mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I really think that was a great, great stance on on, on their, uh, you know, the agreement that they've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the right. I think it was the right thing for Apple to do. At first, I was kind of on the fence, but I think Apple was in the right. I, th- I mean, I think that for the for national security, I know why the government was asking, uh, but I think Apple was clearly in the right. Why were they asking? They were only trying to prove a legal case at that point. Well, uh, well, I think they were asking because known as- they were was- trying to find known associates, yeah, uh, and if there were other are, plots they going already on. Knew. I mean, uh, yeah. Know. Come on. But yeah, but they can't you know. figure it out by all the other methods they have. Really, the iPhone is the killer. I don't know about all that. Oh, well, speaking of somebody who would know. Yeah, by <laughs> yeah, by yeah, by we say just, speak. We're talking about the FBI cracking the Apple phone. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, state your name for all of our podcast listeners. Uh, Patrick Miller. And Patrick. Uh, does things that uh, we can't really talk about here on the podcast, otherwise he'll have to shoot us all, and that's okay. Just know that you're safe. Just know that you're safe at home, uh, and and we are uh, we are all probably it's probably a drone outside of waiting to kill some just in case. Just <laughs> just for Patrick. Uh, just know that. Um, and 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 uh, actually, that was kind of actually. <laughs> talking about uh, terrorism and security and all those other things, uh, actually, it was perfectly timely that Patrick would come in uh, as I was about to end that segment, uh, and probably to keep the drone from shooting us all. <laughs> I was just yeah. listening. Yeah. You're talking to Dan. You're, you're the one sitting the window. Exactly. Shit. As Gary has his back. Literally to, to the, the window. window. <laughs> the drone followed Patrick in. You're the worst mob boss I've ever had. <laughs> uh, Chris is back in the back corner. Exactly. Yeah. So I noticed this week uh, on to some uh, much, much lighter topics. Um, <clears throat> I was going through uh, some of the like record uh, DVD movie releases and stuff like that for the week. I noticed. Uh, if you guys remember uh, that record, Harlem Shake, that uh, was a couple years ago, that got really big. Um, I guess that guy is named Bauer. He's he's got a album, uh, an actual album releasing this week, uh, which the I, was, I thought was hilarious. Can you uh, quote the Harlem Shake? Um, I personally cannot, other than. Uh, in Harlem Shake, and then it just goes into that weird ah, music. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. music. <laughs> and, uh, 
Then uh, uh, Red Fu, which uh, which I thought was really funny. He's one half of the group LMFAO. Uh, he's dropping a solo album as if we needed or wanted a Red Fu album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and then I also noticed that uh, Gwen Stefani's uh, new solo album's coming out. This one will be big. Yeah, I think it I will like be. It. It's be real big. It, it hasn't. There hasn't been anything that I've heard that's hit me yet that I really, really liked. But I do think I do think it's going to be a big album, and I do think that uh, you know the audience that. Yeah, but don't you re- think that she's not just a pop singer? She's well. I, we I could center one. Well, guys, yeah, but we wait, could what consider was one of the first crossover artists. It was don't no, you think? Uh, no, no doubt. No, no yeah, doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. It had that little ska feel to it. It was yeah. kind of cool stuff. But worse than really that, cool then she did. Then well, she was married to what's his face from that crap band, uh, Bush, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Gavin Ross. Gavin Ross. Yeah. And then he cheated on her, and yeah. so I think there's going to be a lot of this outpouring mm-hmm. of emotion. And this is her comeback album, and blah blah blah. Like I heard doing well, yeah. and yada yeah. yada. Yeah. So it yeah. would be great. Not to dismiss that. Yeah. Being on your yeah. Life I don't care. Album, she's hot. Yeah, she's good looking. And she's got her clothing <laughs> line and all that. Yeah, and you know what? Now I, she's dating. Uh, somebody good. Blake Shelton. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Never yeah, no, yeah, 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 she really yes. is. Really? Yeah, I know. I just, I was thinking. They've been dating that for a while. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I did because I was they work on the voice. Of together. all the things that I That's thought would come honestly. from the voice, I didn't think. Why is that Was the funny? There's no way he's in her. Professionally, yeah, 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 professionally, but yeah, just looking at the two of them together, I, that, it doesn't I don't see it. But yeah. we no. don't know either one of them personally. Well, she they, could be completely crazy, and he's half an alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, they both they so both were getting out of divorces. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, think. I doubt it. She's pretty well off uh, on her own. She's got a clothing line. It's like Beyonce going, I'm going to start So who Chris has more money? Blake Shelton? It doesn't I mean, he's a, he's a number one Grammy right. award winning artist. Right. So. On the countryside. Congratulations. That just, they don't cross over in my mind. Like what she does and what he does are so opposite. Well, who says they have to? Nobody. And I'm all opposite of okay. that nonsense. Papa country. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> Pass them around. Yeah. Pass them around. Actually, I've just passed them around. What? What? What is it? Oh, yeah. I about to say this is yeah. This yeah, is yeah. for something. Uh, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is coming. Up. I love that on the. This is coming up. But uh, so uh, I noticed DVD releases. Um, uh, I just thought it was funny because uh, because I liked their first movie together. Uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg, their their movie Daddy's Home, uh, is coming out on DVD. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I like the other guys. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that movie. It, it was just pure, like, sit back and you don't have to worry about a thing. It was pure entertainment, which I absolutely loved. Um, however, I will say that I think that both of them have been absolute typecasted into each yeah. one of their roles. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah which I, absolutely. I, I thought was a little bit disappointing. Well, they with did that. the detective. What was the detective movie where they? In this specific were, movie, you feel like that? Well, absolutely. I mean, both of them are yeah. playing. You know, Will, Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell is playing this like comedic relief, almost awkward guy. And what Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg is playing this uh, badass. Who but would you go to a movie where? Will Ferrell was playing a serious drama. <laughs> you could also or, say the question about uh, Jim Carrey 
and he did that in the internal. Uh, what was that the oh, internal session? No, yeah. no, he was good. He was good in twenty three. He was also he was good, good in Truman Show. I would ask about that. Actually, one of my favorite movies. I love Truman yeah. Shows. I don't know that I would go see a drama with Will Ferrell. No. Yeah. I couldn't picture that. I think you've seen some. I would say, what was the one that he did where MK12 did the graphics? Uh, where, like, they were the graphics were on. Tele- you could always tele- see what he was thinking. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't think of the name of that movie. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. That was not I the same one. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> it was one where you could hear his inner voice all the time. Ricky Bobby. Oh, yeah. I know what you're Thank talking you, about. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. But I, didn't, I did not see that. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's Dave, great. Dave, what were you saying? They did a detective movie. Oh, oh who talking about they did the, a, the, a detective series that was, you know, Will Ferrell played the. They both played dumbasses, which I thought was. Oh, great. the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Mark yeah, Wahlberg was. was yeah, yeah that was a and, great movie. And Mark Wahlberg became very uh, insecure about Will Ferrell's ability to pick up yeah. hot chicks. Yeah, <laughs> which was yeah, it was really that was. So like, how do you do that? I would also give him a ton of credit for being one of the. Best producers in all of Hollywood. Who, Mark that? Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly yeah. smart. I've so. liked uh, Mark Wahlberg since you know he was. They have a Mark and Mark. Since since he, since he, we're not allowed to mention that. Um, <laughs> Why? Since we saw what. The Calvin Klein underwear days. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I was thinking <laughs> oh, Fear, yeah. the movie Fear. Do you remember it? No, it, it was when he actor. remade the Robert De Niro one. They remade oh, Fear, yeah. and yeah. he was. Robert De Niro's Robert character. De Niro in that? He was, it was a Robert Mitchum one that they remade. Wasn't Fear, Robert Mitchum, and then Robert De Niro played the same part? Right. That oh, was so a it's, been Robert made three, it's been is made three it, times? Yes, it has. Okay. Yeah. It's been made three times. Robert oh. Mitchum was spooky. Thank you guys for letting us know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's you know, I mean, the I, older I think, gentleman in the I think regardless, uh, both actors should be very, very, very well-respected. Well Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've both got their shtick, they've both got their uh, roles that they like to play, um, and, and quite frankly, I, I love every single one of their movies. Um, they make you laugh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. Well, it was a nice surprise to see Mark Wahlberg actually do some funny stuff, like Teddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Teddy is hilarious. Yeah, and honestly, think of what like Will Ferrell did with Funny or Die. I mean, like he's killing. I was going right. to say that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. he's actually really done a great that. job. With and uh, what what was that movie? Date Night, where Mark Wahlberg was again the, the sure. shirtless guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it was a great, great comic relief in that as well. He, he had a great yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that dude's worth like a quarter <laughs> of a million dollars at this point. Like he just has an insane Mark amount. Right? Yep, because he owned a Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say just a quarter of a million? Quarter. Yeah, 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 I think that's worth. He's worth. I think that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I right. find that I was to like, be he, he, that, That's like his day rate. <laughs> <laughs> you would know better than I. I'm sure you well, yeah, he did. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, please. No, you were saying. So there was that, and then he did. What was the other big show that he first? Oh, it was uh, uh, yeah, uh, Entourage. 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 Yeah. Entourage was his. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. movie. Yeah. And and the actually, that's actually about his real Entourage too, which is hilarious. This <laughs> is like what's the show? The Wahlbergers, whatever show they do. Yeah, the Wahlbergers. Yeah. Yeah. The Wahlbergers, yeah. which yeah. I think is absolutely hilarious. I think yeah. it's still funny. Yeah. It's oh, man, hilarious. Hey, we're we're famous <laughs> actors. We're going to create a burger joint called the Wahlburgers. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. The one yeah, thing so you got one brother who doesn't act. You're like, well, what do you do? I cook. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a restaurant. The one bizarre thing is it all started from New Kids on the Block. 
Right. I mean, that is Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, that's I say, yeah, it's like they, and Good Vibrations was produced by Donnie Wahlberg. People forget that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Really? Yeah, so that is funny. That record. That's interesting. That yeah. is funny. Oh, you know what? Uh, uh, not produced, not produced by, but it, it actually <laughs> that made me think about something we talked about on last week's uh, last week's podcast. We were talking about uh, talking about Outcast. I found out uh, that Outcast's first music video was directed by Puffy. Really? Yeah, like I was like, really? Which was what like, video? Uh, that was Player's Ball, which was okay. was Outkast's first video. And uh, and uh, it was funny cuz he was he was getting interviewed about it. And uh, and there's a there's a uh, scene in the video where Andre's uh, playing pool uh, with his shirt off. He's just got a hat on, his jeans and his shirt off and all these girls are around watching him play pool. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I made him a sex symbol. I told him, hey, man, you a sex symbol. Take that shirt off. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know if I would have said that out loud. <laughs> well, what's, what's he weight, Andre? About, oh, about uh, pounds uh, yeah, I was about to say a buck yeah. 25. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but i pivot from the DVDs to what I really want to talk about before we get to we before we get to the shuffle, uh, the movie releases of the week. <laughs> and I will start with um, uh, my big, big fat Greek wedding two, uh, which uh, I actually haven't seen yet. Uh, although uh, I love my big fat Greek wedding, that movie's just hilarious <laughs> to me. And, the uh, man may be the head of the house, but the woman is the she head. Is the head. <laughs> she can turn the head <laughs> any way she wants. Exactly. I love that line. It's yeah. my favorite line out of the first movie. So you, you don't eat no meat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a, I cook Latin. And and this is a group of guys, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and uh, and we can quote it. So if you haven't seen it, go rent it. It is funny. Um, I have to say, I don't know that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the big movie, the uh, one who uh, sucked all of the oxygen out of the box office over the weekend was Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. So first of all, has anybody other than uh, me and the anonymous females seen it? No, no. I did. I saw it on Saturday oh, so, Okay, so Chris, talk about it. Nobody else saw it? No. Okay. no. Uh, anybody planning to see it? No. When it comes to really? Netflix, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, I knew, I figured I you. Uh, is, yeah. it, is it worthy? For, what's the, what's the level of age range for kids you think might want to go to it? Because I got kids and I want to. How old? How old? Well, they're seven and nine, but they've seen the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Ah, uh, they're fine. Then they're yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like there's was, violence, but okay. but yeah. What I didn't like was, for example, Iron Man. Uh, the last one that came out, yeah. the terrorist that was in there, they showed basically putting your foot on someone's head and putting a gun through. Oh yeah, 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 no. So that was a little too much. I okay. I <laughs> so, mean, as as uh, there's a big battle scene. Yeah, you know what? Some... I will say this: Batman. Uh, okay, so uh, out there in podcast land. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, some spoilers. <laughs> I'm sorry if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, carry your ass to the theaters and go see it. So, <laughs> Batman in this movie. First of all, let me say. Uh, all of your fears about whether or not Ben Affleck was going to be a good Batman or not. He actually is a good Batman. He is a good Bruce Wayne. Um, but the story as it is, is Batman is a lot older now. Um, so the original Batman movies, Batman is about young 30. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's maybe 28. He's, now he's 
But this Batman is a lot older. He's about 46 or 7. So he's been Batmaning for 20 years. And uh, he is a lot more violent. So he's got low T? Uh, yeah, very, <laughs> very low tolerance. Which is not what you and I suffer from. I mean, the bald head. We, we, we have Patrick. An he's over... suffering from a lot of pent up anger, and yeah. it comes yes. out in this movie. So he's having a midlife crisis. Yeah, just oh. give the man a new red, red kind of Batmobile with a convertible top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah he's, he is a lot more. He is a lot more violent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler. What I do think is interesting is that they start the movie with the flip side of. What happens when Superman goes around just fucking blowing up buildings? That's what, a, what, that it starts out. I in mean, the I scene think it, starts, it starts out from his view of the scene in Superman where I can't remember what Superman's that thing was called. Right. 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 It was yeah. Well, he's Superman. Which is take yeah. out the Well, it wasn't. It, it wasn't it Superman. Was, it was, it was that big thing the that they had. No, second that was, that was, that was so, yeah. yeah. It showed yeah. you the responsibility of what was going on on the ground when Superman is one yes. of Yeah. When, yeah. Well, yeah. Really, really, when Superman's really fighting awesome. Zod yeah. and the world engine yeah, is, like is going. Thank you. Yes. It's the it's. Okay, so you find out that Metropolis and Gotham are sister cities. Separated by Across a bay. River. Yeah. Separated okay. by a bay. And uh, Bruce Wayne has property in Metropolis. Okay. So yeah, he's on the Metropolis <laughs> side when all of this is happening. And you get to see, the, from a completely different perspective, all the stuff that's happening from the ground. Okay. So he loses people. He loses employees. His building gets demolished. So he has a completely different thought of what Superman is or could be because he's just seen mass destruction. Does anybody else get memories of the movie The Incredibles? Kind of. I mean, that's kind of what it makes me think of very much so. That superheroes have to go out of business because they're getting sued for all the damage they cause when they're saving lives. Which is a funny thing. I don't think. I've never seen it in a real life movie. As far as the terrorist thing goes, there's nothing on that level. Okay. But they're very violent towards each other I think, at a certain point. Okay, that's really yeah, Batman, well, Batman is willing to shoot time. some people now. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Another parent told but me the that they, they did shoot people. For well, sure. they, they, they might not understand yes, why Batman, Batman, Batman Superman are fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, you, I think it oh, builds no, up a good storyline as to why they fight. The original okay. one was so just from beginning blood. to up to guys. that point, right. you really see why they're clashing with each other. It was okay. interesting, and I've never seen that in yeah. a superhero movie before. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because he because Superman is very much like you're such a vigilante, and you know you shouldn't be allowed to do that, and I'm going to stop you. And Batman is like you're destroying the Earth, and somebody yeah. needs to stop you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. I mean, cool. so this yeah. is going to show my my youth, and I apologize. But have ever have any of you seen uh, Dexter's Laboratory? Mm-hmm. Yes. The cartoon mm-hmm. show. Oh yeah. So the actual show Dexter that comes along with it. Oh yeah. Like, there's this whole theory that that is actually Dexter uh, grown up. And it's oh just wow! A, it's oh, that just, is interesting. Really? I've never heard that. That is interesting. Yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's just this you know <laughs> the, this uh, actual. Uh, full uh, live action series based on what this little kid with absolute will domination would want to have and that's his epitome of what he would get well, we need to think of an so, idea like that so I'm just saying put that on the checklist yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right, well, I want to hear a little bit more about the movie just yeah, yeah. so uh, 
What's so, your favorite part without giving away a spoiler? Yeah, uh, mm. I can tell you mine without a, without a doubt. Oh, well, go ahead. I loved it. I loved the appearance of Wonder Woman when she finally was Wonder Woman because I was not expecting it to be Wonder Woman. Ah. Uh, it you surprised. didn't know she was going to be? No, no, no. I knew she was. Oh. The way they introduced her into the movie, mm. you did not think it was going to be Wonder Woman at that moment. At that moment. Oh, no, I totally got not. that. Because you see her, like, the minute you see her, she's got a gold necklace on, she's got a gold bangle on, she's got a gold... No, no, no. But the way, the way that they... Because like, the, oh, in, in, the, in that scene. In that oh. scene, you yeah. didn't know who was going to, because one of the heroes was kind of in... A, a in, lot of in, peril, in peril. Was about oh, to yeah, be yeah, killed, yeah. Yeah. and then somebody comes out of nowhere and saves the hero, and you think it's going to be one of the other heroes. Oh and it yeah, turns out to be, it turns out to be Wonder Woman, and that I did not expect yeah. Yeah. at all. And I yeah. that was one of the coolest. I don't. I don't. I just don't think like we talked about it, and I don't think that they did a good job developing all the characters. Like they yeah. really didn't do a great. Uh, they, they spent a lot they of time did. developing characters <laughs> in some of their shows. Yeah, yeah but well, I think well, I think the problem with with this movie, and 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 I will start by saying I really enjoyed it. Okay, but the problem what wasn't that they didn't develop because I think I think you know Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman enough to just kind of let it be. What what who they didn't develop enough was Lex Luthor. Yeah, you d- you really don't understand his motivations mm-hmm. of why he's doing all the stuff because he's doing some horrendous shit. Yeah, so you don't yeah. fully understand why he's doing it. But it's a, it's it's uh, visually pretty pretty amazing and it's pretty the fight scene with uh, with Superman and Batman is just amazing. Uh, and and it actually, I think we talked about it kind of off off podcast once about um, you know who who would win, who do you really think will win, and it really does show kind of pure heart versus just will and intellect because you, know, you know you got Batman with sheer will but a ton of intellect versus Superman who's almost pure just heart so. Um, and 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 who who would and could went out in that scenario, and I think most people just assume who would win um, in that in that scenario because well you know, most people don't one of them is side of yeah who well yeah like. right. so right but uh, uh, I actually was not surprised who who would have won that fist fight <laughs> actually <laughs> um, but. I wasn't. I wasn't at all surprised. Yeah, no. I know Chris is looking. Chris is looking yeah, at me I like I am absolutely it. crazy podcasters. But I was not surprised at who won that fight purely because I really thought. Gee, I wonder who won now. Okay. Yeah. Guess. Well, actually, actually I mean, neither neither one of them really won. It's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, they actually they get to a point where. They're, they're tired. They're forced to stop. <laughs> yeah, because well, still they, bigger, they, bigger things. Tired. Bigger, more important things are happening. So yeah. once you see the movie, we'll have to come back and talk. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but, but what I do find interesting about that that fight is that they created this this whole culture online with memes about who would actually win that fight. So there was a whole culture about Superman winning the fight. Yeah. There was a whole culture about Batman winning the fight, and then there was even a whole culture about you know who would lose the fight. Um, and, and I love e- e- each and every single one of the opinions that each one of them brought, but I think the, uh, 
the overall marketing job for the in, for the entire uh, film did an amazing job of bringing in um, you know uh, paradigms that the uh, millennials, as much as I hate to use that word, are actually using at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's what it's what do you do when you know crime has always been you know your your neighbor you know so the guy next door doing bad things when all of a sudden you know out of the sky <laughs> comes somebody who who changes the complete paradigm for mm-hmm. what crime fighting could look like what crime fighting what crime could be you know like cuz cuz if you're uh, Batman, you're you know you're not 100 sold that he's a good guy. You just all you know is he could burn the place down if he really just felt like it. Yeah. It was it was really interesting to to watch. And, That's and like I said, I really me. enjoyed it. it just that seems- is what always bothered me about Superman versus Batman. I'm like, if I'm Superman, I'm literally just flying like 300 feet above you, shooting you with lasers and fire breath, and then going back <laughs> and all the other nonsense powers that I have. I don't care what you can do. Like your little bat boomerang thing isn't going to reach me. You know, he's just not going to have got some well, Superman, it's just uh, never going to But you know how he belt. got him. You know, if you saw it, you I know agree, how he got him. You wouldn't be in a fist fight with him. Like you would just be flying way above well, him and just shooting him with stuff. I'm, I'm going to guess he was just not. Where's some kryptonite? Uh, there was some kryptonite involved. I will there say there always that. is kryptonite. Like, yeah, well, Superman's around. There's always kryptonite. Yeah. Without it, there is no. <laughs> was it shot in Toronto? Because oh, that's a good question. I don't know where it's filmed. You know what? Actually, I wasn't paying attention. Dirty well, so crazy. One important question: Do we get to not see the invisible jet? Uh, not in no, this movie. You know. But you know they're doing a Wonder Woman movie. They're that's why they, that's, so. yep, there's been an I, I, I think they did Toronto a good job I, just introducing uh, her. You get, do get, get to see a lot of good stuff. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, of course. Good spot. All right, yeah. Well, yeah. they give you the touch. You can tear it up. Nobody would know. Yeah. Demo right there. Detroit, Chicago, Yorkville, Illinois, East Los Angeles. Uh, District of Columbia and in New Mexico. I am. Actually, I am. All states with tax credits, which is kind of interesting. If they were going to be in Toronto, then um, the former mayor would have some of that kryptonite. (laughs) He'd be smoking it. How do I smoke this? Yeah. All right, so we got to move forward. We got to move forward. Next topic. Circling the I have made some copies of a photo I found online and I passed it out to the gentleman at the table. And <laughs> and Dave Teeman is circling Sorry. parts of the photo. I won't say what parts. <laughs> I will. But, but I will. <laughs> but wait, I will say if I the had photo that, is of. If I had that growth on the back of my body, they'd have surgery on me. It'd be cancer. <laughs> I will say the photo is of. Beyonce and uh, I don't know who the one girl is, but the girl in the blue is her cousin. They're all in blue. And uh, girl, uh, it's her cousin. They were at a funeral and uh, for for an uncle. That's and uh, yeah, they look really yeah, sad. Yeah, and that is yeah, uh, another yes. another death. Yeah, but but <laughs> but it struck me uh, that uh, that as uh, as fine as most people think Beyonce is, 
I was looking and I'm like, damn, her cousin is a little finer than Beyonce. Completely disagree. No, no, you are so wrong. I say, you are so wrong. I just have to let you know, I am the only black guy at the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have to let you know, these are all these white guys are wrong. I have to say. Yeah, I think they she's are, actually got a prettier face. I think she's got prettier. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like she's just her. You're she's, not looking at her face. No, I am. Like well, in the you, face. You she's there. pretty. You, you start there. Well, you said finer ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, well, I meant to. Yeah. Okay. Yes, what was, I wrote that. Say the <laughs> name of Beyonce's <laughs> finer ass cousins. That's yeah. what it says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say, and and I did not. Although I think it's on the picture. Kristen. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say I know, but I remember looking at her, looking at just just at her face. I thought she was more attractive. I thought she was more attractive. That's why this picture doesn't there's, stop. Yeah, there's no yeah, way you can. Well, I just I just printed the whole picture. Right. That's the picture that was online. Right. And I yeah. saw what I'm saying. No, no cropping. And these I, are not headshots. I, I wanted to. <laughs> these are full body shots. I just wanted to get some opinion on what people thought about Beyonce, Beyonce. and her cousin. Well, I, I, I think, uh, at, at least for me, and this is going completely uh, <laughs> not involving her cousins whatsoever, but I think the most. One of the most interesting things, in, interesting things about Beyonce is her relationship with Jay-Z and how they've just created this massive empire right. together. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, they were... Yeah, I mean, you take... Uh, individually, they yeah, were massive. I mean, you, right. together, you take them just, together, they're just an unstoppable beast. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it's really yeah, have yeah. dollars in net worth. I mean, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Dave, back to Kristen's <laughs> ass. Yeah, because because Dave may, may say that she's not finer than Beyonce. He was really admiring Look, her I have ass, a basic so. belief in life. Men, when you grow up, we all have great butts. But as you get older, we lose our butts. But it's amazing as women get older, they get bigger butts. So I call that ass transference. I don't believe we <laughs> we, just, we transfer yes. our ass yes. to your ass. Thank you very much. Yes. And in this case, in this case, she had at least nine guys transfer to her ass. I'm telling you right now. That's okay. Not mad at that's no. just, if that's what you, if that's what it is. It looks it looks like a safety bumper on my Porsche. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Dave so, did get a brand. Well, is it brand new? Yeah, brand new Porsche Panamera, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, nice that we will be uh, hopefully joyriding. It's my bucket list Sooner. car, guys. I'm going to die. Bury me in it, will you please? See it out the window. So, uh, <laughs> and last but not least, which one is it? I, I can only see Toyota Corolla. This is <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Just, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the it's the black one. It, it's the black Toyota Corolla. I get it. There you go. Right. <laughs> uh, last last topic. I told everybody it's a Porsche Panamera, but hell, they don't know. Hey. Uh, last topic, not least. Uh, I did want to uh, mention that I did see this week. I thought was interesting. I saw a picture of uh, uh, they they were sitting there talking, but they were sitting there talking in the studio, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it was Justin Timberlake and Pharrell Williams. And uh, for those who don't know, as big as Timberlake has gotten and Pharrell has gotten respectively, um, Pharrell actually produced the majority of Timberlake's first album. I didn't and, and they what? haven't worked together oh, he's a kid. since the first that, album. Were, were they, uh, he's older than Timberlake. He looks Timberlake. like a kid. He, I know, but he looks like a kid. 
He looks like a kid, but I mean, he's I, older actually, than I, I, I swear, I, I'm sure that they met during the Disney Club, which is where Britney Spears and all of them met. They as may well. have met there, but they yeah. didn't work together. No, not for real. He wasn't. He wasn't part of the, the, that Disney gang. He actually. The funny thing is, he's been producing <laughs> records. <laughs> I since didn't know that. The early '90s. A lot of people don't kid. know. I really he, did. Mm-hmm. He worked for. Uh, no, he actually worked with. Uh, you remember the record, the Rump Shaker? Uh, check, oh, baby, yeah. check, baby, one, well, two, yeah. three. I, four, did, I didn't remember. Like, he produced that record. I remember so it after I looked he's at been this producing shot. record. Now he does. <laughs> he still looks like he's like 22, which is just unfair. <laughs> but uh, he's been producing records a long time. Where's he from? Uh, Virginia. Is from Virginia, and uh, so and actually, uh, and that's on, for Timberland. On a, uh, we actually, I'm just been saying Dave, on a side note, he's 42. Uh, Pharrell, two, uh, Pharrell, what? Pharrell's yeah, 42. he looks yeah. uh, he, he looks 26. He's gonna have a birthday. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be 43 uh, next week. Yeah, Mike. yeah, yeah. yeah. On a on a side note, <laughs> Pharrell and Timberland are cousins. No kidding. Yeah, they yeah because they are also from. Uh, he's also from Virginia. And, uh, so yeah, they're cousins. No. No, no, no. So I thought it was interesting that uh, oh, that that, uh, that they might be though? that they might be working oh, together why? again because because he had a lot of he had a lot of hits on that first album, but they never wound yeah. up working together again because he started working with Timberland because they had such a good chemistry together. But it wasn't like Pharrell and and Justin Timberlake didn't have a great chemistry on the first album, so. Because um, really, I think the only, maybe only two records on the first album weren't produced by Pharrell. One was Cry Me a River, which was produced by Timberland, oh but God. all the Rocky Body and all those records, those are all produced by Pharrell. Cry Me a River may be one of the worst songs I've ever heard. <laughs> well, you yeah. try and produce That's one of the worst opinion. songs ever and create like a platinum <laughs> album, mate. We've had a whole night to the entire table disagree with you on your music. I know. Oh, you know what? We actually we actually had a had somebody enter the podcast late, so we want to find out what are you smoking, Patrick? Ah, Hoya de Nicaragua. Ah, Hoya. Yeah, JDN. Uh, this is the blend. It's got a little bit of a. It's Dominican on the end, and at the front's got a little. It's got Connecticut wrapper, but uh, mostly Nicaraguan filler and binder. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And cool Blend looking. Drinking. Uh, yeah, I actually like that. I love the two tone wrapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few of them that are. The two tones are a little bit. It's hard to get the blend just right on them. Yeah. Uh, best one I had just the other day was um, Royal Dutch. Was uh, the basically a double wrap, so you can oh, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. woven like a barber pole. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Cuban. You can only get them out of obviously Cuba or Europe. Or, uh, probably cool. has a GPS chip in it though. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny that it has any GPS tracking. <laughs> but I say, and Patrick would know once again. He stopped the drone from shooting us all early. Uh, so uh, we're at my favorite part of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and that part is called the shuffle. And here's how the shuffle works, if you don't remember. So, everybody at the table who's going to participate is going to go to their phone. They're going to find a playlist. And they're going to hit shuffle on said playlist. And the first thing that pops up, we're going to talk about. Sometimes the person whose uh, playlist that it is um, knows more about the song than, um, 
than than others. Sometimes somebody else at the table knows more. But it's actually always fun, and you always learn something. You always get some insight on some new bands that maybe you didn't know anything about. Um, so we're going to start with. Um, Let's see what he's. Yeah, I just want to say. I think we're going to start with our new person to the podcast. <laughs> We're going to start with Gary, and we're going to see what he has on the shuffle this week. All right, so so my my select uh, uh, radio station on Pandora that I always go to is Mike Snow. Are any of you familiar with Mike Snow? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So so Mike Snow is this twenty-something uh, duo um, out of some Nordic com- uh, country. I'm, I would be lying if I told you exactly what country they came out of. Um, but it's just this, it's it's in this new kind of uh, hipster barbecue kind of realm where um, it, it's really kind of chilled out, almost a mix between pop and, um, uh, God, what would I call it, pop and bass music, all kind of, <laughs> kind of coming out of the same kind of realm. Um, and so the first thing that I've got on here is, is, is uh, the first song is... Uh, Sweet Disposition by The Temper Trap, which I, I absolutely love the song. So, I mean, to me, the, this, this uh, radio station really, really gives a great um, variety of music between having something really chill like this to if I hit the next you're gonna get uh, MGMT which is you know again more in this kind of poppy realm that's mixed with uh, house and bass and everything kind of pop yeah right exactly Um, and this this is all really stemming from my my love of Prince uh, which, which you know, you can never go wrong with a good Prince pr- playlist either. So. And I, I am, I am a fan of Prince, and I actually do like, I, I do like that that band too. I hadn't heard of uh, Tender Trap. Yeah, or Mike Snow. They've been around for I, 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 Yeah, I hadn't heard of Mike Snow, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna check they've been around since early 2000s. So like, they've had a very long run. 2007, Mike Snow. Tinder Trap's been around since 2001. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, Mike Snow. Absolutely. Yeah. I had actually heard of that song, but I didn't know. I didn't know who. I never did know who made it, but I had heard of that song. Right, and and uh, I think the Tinder Trap does a, an amazing, uh, you know, job with that song. Uh, the the producers did an, a, an incredible job. It's it's very catchy, very poppy, yeah, very very cool, and you can. The thing that I love about it is that it transcends any kind of uh, genre that you are going for. So. You, you can either use it in a very cool, relaxed kind of setting, or you can use it in a party setting. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows a song. It's yeah. it's a it's a very diverse kind of group of music. So cool. I love it. Dave, all right. Well, I'm going to go back to my old roots in the dance world of uh, of the disco scene in the late '70s and '80s. And and what I thought was a, a one man, or a one 1980s? man <laughs> in the 1880s, of course. <laughs> What I thought this this guy did more for well I, I shouldn't say he did more I think the production company did a lot for it's got the, the, the little <laughs> the dance world and the dance videos so here's Jamiroquai ah, ah love it kind of heat gotta love Jamiroquai yeah we were all dancing to this at one time or I was hey, anyway. I love Jamiroquai hey I'm still dancing yeah. to it. 
So we're gonna hear this blaring out of the brand new. I love these videos too. though. These videos were off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> and the big, remember the big hat that he oh, wore? Sure. They were good. Big boots. Yeah. Virtual insanity. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think that was most American real uh, introduction Experience to American class. But uh, yeah, I love uh, Space Cowboy and yeah. Yeah, they had some great records. Uh, what about you, good sir? Uh, I am talking to Patrick when I say good sir. I uh, just pulled what I had right plan on the way here. Um, this is my Pandora channel. Uh, it's Tom Vec, but the the first one that came up on the list from Tom Vec isn't Tom Vec. It's actually a band called Brad Sucks. Okay. And it's not something that's very common or popular, but Brad Sucks, um, it's got a, almost like a Beck-like slack beat quality to it, but I call it like kind of smart-ass rock. It's just got a real, kind of raw, kind of almost rude sometimes, but, um, Yeah, I can see what you mean by Beck. It's got a lot of Beck to it. Yeah, but it's got um, it's like it's a little bit of Beck and Soul Copper and Mike Doty. Um, there's a mix of some pieces around like that, maybe some spoon, um, even occasional notes of like morphine and anomaly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just really easy to like. So it's got an occasional kind of make you chuckle, kind of smart ass lyric, and it's yeah. even more off color than Beck. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, Brad sucks. All right. Are we, are we participating? Sure. Uh, mine was a little different than the previous playlist. And this is Jesse uh, we were talking to. Coming, that from, <laughs> coming from the gym earlier, mine was on a hip-hop rap um, genius playlist when the first song I had up was... Hey. Master P making say, uh... Um, say, uh. <laughs> If there's a song that kind of gets... Your body in the mood to do anything, yeah. at least wake up and have some coffee. That's it, you know. And for me, independently, you know, and for me, independently, Master P was an influence. Just because I think he was the first big independent rap artist. Yeah, yeah, I would that, say. I would definitely I say. You know what I, mean? I would definitely say. Uh, 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 Gary's got to leave us, so we're gonna say goodbye to Gary. Bye, Gary. Hey, Gary. Sorry, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, podcasters, uh, and we're going to go on to Chris. Saddest day of my life. My oh. all-time greatest high school band broke up, which I was not a part of. But they're the band who influenced me more than anybody in high school and early college. It's the last song they ever put out. So this is uh, REM. We all go back to where we belong. <laughs> Off the last album. Great song. I like that. I just love the lyrics. I think they're just yeah. the old stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is actually the last song they ever put out. Hmm. So this is about as new as it gets. Yeah. So yeah. And you were up. Alright. Oh, anonymous female. So mine was on my workout playlist too. Oh. Hey, Jill. Oh, Of course. He's going to be good.
Yeah, from the Paper Trail album for T.I. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, about to say, I, I, I remember just not being able to escape. I, I, and I like that song and that album, but I just remember not being able to escape that song yeah, that, it was that a, summer. Gravy, that Or song. a year or so. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just stayed <laughs> on the radio. It did. <laughs> just stayed on the radio. I just recently put it on my playlist, actually. So. Uh, we got playlists? Mm hmm. That's a good one. I'm glad to have my workout playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like Rage Against, against Machine, Excision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, so actually, uh, um, I was expecting Kesha or something to come up. Yeah. <laughs> on mine? <laughs> on mine. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> on, my, on my playlist. <laughs> that, that was a previous podcast. Chris has just got Kanye West on his workout. Yeah, hey, hey, that's all right. I have some I Kanye West. That's all right. Do you? Always. That's interesting. Mine's always very fast. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Mine's slow. I always like it because like my heart rate is so slow and doesn't keep going. Huh. All right. And which just which just leaves your host and and my shuffle, and this is actually something I've been working it out too, and this is off of. It's off of the joint Drake Future project. Uh, the stupidest and catchiest record on the album. Woo! <laughs> the woo was uh, added. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis added by your Oh, that one wasn't. That was the joint. Whoa! I meant woo! You know, when I first saw the title, Jump Man, I thought it was going to be, I was like, man, is this a song about some shoes? <laughs> well, you know, he just got, you know, but Drake the lyrics just got, are really good. I you know, Drake just got, a, uh, just got a Jordan deal. And so he's doing, he's putting out uh, limited editions of, of uh, he's got two or three models of Jordans that uh, they're letting him do some, uh, do some, some custom mods on and I mean they've got like premium leather and I think there's some sharks some shark skin on one of them. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah just that's not gonna hurt them at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Now Drake so, also just launched a whiskey brand, by the way. Yes, I uh Virginia, Virginia Black. Black. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the the bottle looks really cool and the color of the of the <laughs> Of the bourbon looks really, yeah. it looks really rich, but I but I've only seen pictures of it. I would have assumed he went with he would have went with a Canadian whiskey. You, you would have think you would have thought he went with a Canadian whiskey, but yeah, Virginia Black. Um, I saw that. I actually saw that last week, and I was like, huh. So I I wasn't gonna bring it up yet because oh, sorry because you can't because you can't get it yet, but. Um, yeah, he's not part of the Rieger brand. Look out uh, for he is, it. He is, not, he is <laughs> not part. Of, yeah, so yeah, so look out for that. Yeah, and no, uh, I don't think he's part of the Rieger no, brand. It turns out he's not. <laughs> so yet, so today we talked about quite a bit of stuff, um, and we delve a little deeper into a few things. Uh, we uh, want to say uh, rest in peace to everybody who that passed this week. Uh, uh, Five Dog from Choco Quest, uh, Rob Ford, former mayor of uh, Toronto, Gary Shandling, 
Uh, we talked about uh, well, the people in Belgium. Yeah, we talked about yeah. you know, Brussels attack. Can I add one more thing on that, real quick? Yeah, yeah. I work in that space, and it's uh, it's frightening. It's easy to get scared, but if if you get terrorized, they win. That's Go right. out, spend money, do your thing, do it like you mean it. Don't don't let them win. You know what? On that note, I think that's a good place to stop. And while stopping, we're going to uh, end this podcast uh, with the toast that started it all for me. And that toast is to good times with good people. Yeah. Oh.